I have a very simple tip this morning, but it's actually going to take me a lot longer to talk about it than it is to it is to sort of express the tip. And the reason the, the reason for doing that, it's um, you don't need to know how something works in order to use it. So the analogy that I always use. Hey everybody. Hey Anthony. Could someone confirm that you can actually hear me? So yep. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. So the analogy I always use for 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 um, you go into you're on you're on either side. You can tell this is unscripted. Right? So you're on you're right, you either go, fall into the side of I don't need to know how it works. I just want to use it. Or you fall into the side of I really would like to know how this works because I'd like to become expert at it. And it doesn't matter which one you choose. Just just pick one side. I always pick the one I want to become better at stuff. So I want to continuously improve. You know the the the, the What's the Japanese thing? I forget what it's called. Kaizen. I like the Kaizen thing, an aspect of life, the process of continuous improvement. Uh, so, so I'm going to explain how this works, and you can choose whether to tune out on the how and then just get the tip, okay, and all, all the rest of it. But I've, in the transformation course and in the guild, we're all about understanding magic and dream catching. And in order to be proficient at that, we need to understand how things work. Because although I can give somebody a tip and say, in this circumstance, do this, if they understand why they're doing this, then they themselves later in other circumstances say, you know what, I'll use the same tip here and I'll use the same tip here and, and, and this old tool and technique and it works that way. Okay, so remember, so we're going to go back into the morning routine and this is, um, we're going to cover a multitude of, of disciplines here. It's a bit of a challenge to get this into about 10 minutes, but I, I, I'll persevere with me. So remember, we've got two techniques so far. And behind the scenes, the reason for the techniques are one, pull yourselves away from the totality. You're basically standing up to the totality and you're saying, unlike the 6.99 billion people on planet Earth who remain attached to the totality because they're too scared to, to get off the breastfeeding, if you like, of the totality, I want to take control because I came here to be a three-dimensional five, five sensory being and I want to understand that and have the fun of that and play with that. And then we jump out of bed, we do our, our, our uh, uh, pump up the volume and that's to set our vibration at a higher level and we do both of those things in order to set ourselves up for what comes next. And what comes next is something that you will find in every book and every study that's done on what makes people stand out? What makes people a successful adventurer, a brilliant musician, a brilliant artist, uh, a serial entrepreneur? What do they do that's different to everybody else? And there's a good book, I can't remember the title, but you'll find it, you can Google it. It's by Tom Corley, uh, sorry, Corey. And uh, he studied for five years, 500 self-made multimillionaires. All of them had some similar technique to this, but over 50% once they got themselves up for the day, once they'd raised their vibration, they spent, they gave themselves a portion of time in the morning that's just for them. And believe it or not, the average was three hours. So basically they, they give themselves three hours before they even engage with the rest of the world. I've typically been around about two hours, okay? So we're gonna talk about this two hour period that comes immediately after separating from the totality, pumping yourself up, and in doing that, you have, you've done two things. You've said I'm separate, but you've also committed to a period of time. And for some of you, this will be the first time where your conscious and your subconscious get to hang out together undistracted and away from ego. Okay, all sounds very profound and very new age and all the rest of it. It's actually very scientific. 
So what you want to do is use that beautiful opportunity and not spoil it by switching on the TV or checking your text or, or you know, or she yelling at the kids or whatever. You want, you need this to be private conversation in a private space. And it doesn't matter whether it's 20 minutes, two hours or three hours. You'll start with a small amount and over time life will give you more, okay? Um, so what I do immediately after the first two techniques is I go and give myself a period of time where my conscious can talk to my subconscious with, without Trevor Blake, my ego, getting in the way. And most people give this time a name and they call it different things, but mainly they call it meditation, right? If you're new to meditation and you're hearing this for the first time, that's why I say we're covering a lot of, a lot of disciplines here. There are, there are thousands and thousands of people in the world who go out of their way to make meditation seem complicated in order to justify the fees they charge to teach you how to do it. That used to frustrate me. And so I, I demystify meditation, okay? So meditation is a group noun, it's the same as sports. So the analogy I use, some of you have heard this, I know. You know, if somebody's, if somebody's sat on the couch their whole life and they're, they're 250 pounds and they then suddenly decide, I don't like this, I want a better life, I'm gonna get fit. And they might come to me and say, can you teach me sport? I wanna do some sport to get fit. And because my favorite sports are, are soccer, kayaking, and badminton, then I would, I would show them one of those sports, okay? And they would think that means sport, which is fine. It has all the same benefits of any other sport. They might go to somebody else and say, can you teach me sport? And the person might say, yeah, let me teach you how to play darts. You need to drink five pints of beer first and then throw this little thing at the, at the dartboard. It's still a sport and it still has many of the benefits of sport brain benefits and coordination benefits and all of that, okay? So there are hundreds of thousands of sports and there are hundreds of thousands of ways of meditating, but I am not so smart at meditating, so I go with the simplest possible format, which is basically, and it doesn't get, and it hasn't in 30 years got more complicated than this, I go to a private part of my house, wherever I'm living at the time, and I sit down and I shut up for a period of time. I put myself in a space by taking six long inhalations, six long exhalations, and that feels really good. You know, it feels really good. And if you're into meditation, people will tell you about closing circuits and doing this and putting the tongue on the roof of your mouth and all of that stuff. It's fine, it might improve it, but it, you don't need any of that. You just need to sit in a corner quietly for a period of time. And during that period of time, several magical things happen. Of course, your brain's going crazy, but you just laugh about it because everyone's like that. And my brain is still like that but you sit there for as long as you feel comfortable. And while you're sat there, your subconscious and your conscious are having a wrestling match for the first time in a long time. And in the wrestling match, your conscious is saying, look, I understand and I appreciate that for most of my life, I've left you in charge and I've been negligent and I'm sorry and I apologize. I put a lot of, a lot of uh, stress and pressure on your shoulders to carry me through life. But I've woken up now and I get it. And I know that I'm here as a human being, a three-dimensional, five-sensory being, so I'm supposed to be the one in charge. So today, I'm gonna to take over the steering wheel. And that's what's going on in your head, okay? And your subconscious moves back a little bit and your conscious comes forward. And that's where we start to develop the magic to create physical magic, which is why we're here. Subconscious can create all kinds of amazing magic through the universe, but we're gonna create physical magic. So the next thing I do, this is my routine. You figure out your own routines, what works for you. I give myself, a clear two hour period in the morning that's for me and my, and my subconscious. So I'll do my meditation until my quiet time. I call it taking quiet time because basically that's what it is. Sit, be quiet, take it. And it's no more complicated than that. And um, if you're really interested and into this, go back to Three Simple Steps, the book, it's written out. But the better place to go is transformation where there's a, a, 
um, I do a guided taking quiet time, which is quite comprehensive, still very simple, but people understand then that exactly why this works. Every successful person I've met in any aspect of life has a form of meditation that they start the day with. Now there are days where it doesn't work. If I've got like a five o'clock flight in the morning or something like that, I'll sometimes will skip it and I'll kid myself that I'll do, do my meditation in the afternoon. Of course, I, I either don't because of distractions or it's not as effective because it's not the right time to do it. And when my wife was with me, she could, say, she could tell every day, she would say to me in the afternoon, you didn't take your quiet time this morning. And she could just tell because of my energy. It's just different, my demeanor was different. I'm just not as, I'm, I'm not, not as powerful with my magic wand, which is in here as I as normally am. So, we, so I give myself this sort of period of time in the morning, typically around about 30 minutes for me, but it, there's no law that says 30 minutes is better than 20, or 20 is better than 10, or 10 is better than five. There's no law. So you take the stress off your shoulders, you take the pressure away from taking meditation, and you just say, okay, Trevor says, sit here for five minutes. I'm going to ask what I'm going to do, i here for five minutes. Close my eyes so I don't get distracted. Take some deep breaths. Et voila, you're done, okay? You will not see the incredible universal benefits of doing that, but you will over, immediately, but you will over time. What we're doing in all of this, and it's interesting, when I came onto Facebook this morning, I, I was going to talk about the reticular activation system, and I noticed the conversation has already started ahead of me, as if you anticipated that this is where we're going today. Why we're doing all of these things, the, the two little techniques and then taking quiet time for a period of time, is we're reprogramming a group of neurons, or a group of nerve cells, I should say, in the, in the brainstem. And the brainstem's at the back of the brain here. It's called the reptilian part of the human brain. And interestingly, only reptiles and humans have this, which leads to all kinds of nonsense conspiracy theories that we evolved from reptiles or we were cloned by reptilian gods, which is all great fun, but all complete, in my opinion. Um, not proven by science or by sages or by, or by history, but interesting nonetheless. So why do we have this? This is a biological computer that's way beyond human understanding. It, in, in terms of evolution, a lot of humans think that they're the superior species and maybe the only ones in the world, in the universe. And the truth is that we're actually like plankton sitting on the bottom of, of a huge ocean. Okay, we're very basic. There's a long way for us to go, a lot to evolve to, which is really exciting. And so because we're really at the, at the basic level, we are not capable with this simple little brain of coping with the world that's around us, the universe around us. So it's scientifically shown in quantum physics that we are bombarded every moment of every day by two million bits of data. Sounds great, but we're only capable of processing 147 bytes because of the, when we develop our tools and techniques, we can process more, which is what transformation is all about. But most human beings, 6.99 billion people, can only, only handle 147 bytes. If you want to know how small of the universe that is, that's 0 0.007 of 1% of what exists around us. So think about that. This is really mind-boggling, right? So as a basic human being with three dimensions and five senses, I'm only capable of understanding 0.007 of 1% of what's actually here right now. Not out there in the far reaches of the universe, but here right now in my experience. And one of the things we try to do with transformation is to extend our sensory perception so that we can maybe go up one notch, which creates all kinds of amazing magic. Imagine we could go up 10 notches. Who would we be and where would we be in that point in time? So what we're trying to do is, re is so, so this, let's go back to the computer. So this biological computer is, our, is trying to be our friend, but it doesn't have emotion. 
It doesn't know the difference between good or bad. It responds to what we pay attention to. And the best analogy I can think of to think about the, the RAS is to think about Google's advertising algorithms. So I can go on my computer and let's say I can, I can, I'm just idling time away and I'm thinking, I wonder what new BMW cars are coming up in the future. I did this just a couple of days ago. And I was very excited. And so, so I wonder what's coming up in the future. So three years from now is an all electric new eight, but it's not an I8 because the i8 performance is dreadful, it's going to be an M8. It's going to have the M850 performance in an all-electric car. Wow, that's exciting. Okay, so I read some of the verbs on it, some of the, the articles on it and stuff like that, and made a mental note, uh, added it to my little mini mind movie. It's going to be a very expensive car and very well sought after, and it's going to be a big backlog for it. So, but anyway, put that in place. The very next day, Google sends me a bunch of car advertisements, mostly BMW, but a couple of Mercedes slipped in there and a couple of this, that and the other. And that's how the Google algorithm works, okay? It has a funny side to it too, because a year, probably about two years ago, I started getting commercials come up on all my devices for bikinis. <laughs> and you know, my wife was saying, what have you, what websites have you been on? What are all these bikini adverts? And I, I defended myself, but the, I was, I was, you know, guilty by, by association of these adverts. And I couldn't figure it out how they had interpreted what I've been searching for as I'm interested in bikinis. And believe me, you don't want to see this body in a bikini, okay? So, so and anyway, the, the truth came out probably, you know, it must have been oh, was 18 months, two years later, I don't know. And, and it was in a conversation I was making, I was talking about this and joking about it. And, and the guilty person put her hand up, it was um, my goddaughter. And she said, well, my, my, battery, my, my phone battery was dead and I wanted to buy a bikini and I saw your iPad that was sitting on the charger and you went here and I know what your passcode is because you've given it to me. So I used your iPad and I bought a bikini <laughs> and, and the mystery was solved and I was finally let out of jail and, and, and got a free pass. Um, and I digress, of course, as I always do. So think of your RAS as a, um, a Google algorithm. So it's constantly assessing, it's churning away here right now. It's constantly assessing where you're paying attention so if you're paying attention to the news headlines, it thinks, ah, you like news headlines. You can handle news headlines. I'll give you more new headlines, news headlines. And wherever you go, you're bombarded by more, more of these, you know, sensationalist fear-giving headlines. You see a newspaper cast on the floor and the front page is staring at you. You walk into a, a, a you know, a, a restaurant and the people next to you are talking about the state of the economy. You are only noticing that because your reticular activation system thinks that's what you want. And that's why we start our day in a particular way, because we want to tell our reticular activation system, I don't want that in my life. I want to be a higher vibration. I want to be separate from the totality. I want to take the wheels and I want to control how this day's, this day goes. And I want you to help me. And that's how, that's what we go through. And that's how we're, we're sort of reprogramming. So when you immediately go from your pump up the volume to taking quiet time, your reticular activation system takes particular note of that and will start to reinvent your life so that that becomes more a part of your life. And before you know it, a year later, you're saying, wow, I can take half an hour. I can take three quarters of an hour. Okay. And that's how it works. The magic works. So I take my quiet time. I'm probably now 45 minutes into the day, into my morning, my separate period that all successful people have. Um, the next thing I do, and this is just my thing, so I just, you do your own thing. Like the next thing I always have done for the last 40 years, and still do, is I make a cup of tea. Now, I have English friends who laugh at me, and I'll say to them, would you like a cup of tea, or I'd like a coffee? And I then go into the ritual 
of making a cup of tea or coffee. It's a ritual, and there's a reason it's a ritual. The reason is I want to teach my Raz that I need to stay present as much as I can, stay in the moment. It's all about staying in the moment. That's how you have, we have control. If I'm thinking too far ahead, I lose it. If I'm thinking to the past, I get anchored in the past. I want to be present as much as I can. So when we do anything, we should do it in a kind of a ritualistic manner. And there are you know, people who are smarter than me, who are, who are more expertise than me, who talk about the Zen-like mentality that we have to get into when we do you know, basic daily. There's somebody who talks about the Zen of housekeeping and there's the Zen of this and the Zen of that, okay? I'm not into any of that, but I do know the importance of ritual. So when I make a cup of tea, I do it the right way. Okay, I warm the pot, I, I buy the very best tea that money can buy, and the very best tea is the leaf itself, and it's and the very best tea bag is a silk with lots of lots of bigger holes to aerate. So it, you know it's quite complicated. The ritual is about finding the right ingredients, like a magic spell. You don't just go like that. With a magic spell, you have to get the right ingredients in the right order in a ritualistic manner. In everything in life, and so I do it with this cup of tea, right? And so my so I so warm the pot, put the perfect tea in. It has to steep for exactly four minutes. It sounds nerdy, but this is the ritual, and all the all, all this kind of thing. You know, right amount of ingredients, cutting through the tannins with the, with the perfect amount of non-cane sugar and stuff like that. All sounds nerdy, but it's done for a deliberate reason. The British friend I have, when I start doing this, she laughs and she says, "Just put a tea bag in and put some water on it, okay?" And I, and, I, and I will do it. She says, I can't be doing with all that faffing. And so whenever now today, when I ask her, do you want a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? I say, do you want a faffing coffee? And it's kind of a private joke, right? So it's, but it's all about focus at this point, at this time in the morning, it's all about focus and you and your subconscious and being present. And that's why the ritual is very important. Now in the past, I would do this ritual. Then I would go to my wife, give her a cup of tea because she was slow to, for, for physical reasons, she was, was ill a whole lot was and is probably ill her whole life, coming out of it now where she is now. But, um, you know, I would lie on the bed, she would have her tea and I would have a tea and we'd talk and other things happen, of course, because that's the magic of being physical. And, and so all of that happens, but that, what we've done now is we've created like an hour, hour and 15 minutes um, of perfect, peaceful, present time. And that's really important. Now, it gets complicated when you've got kids and when you've got animals. And so the challenge for you is to do all of this without those distractions. And the solution for most people is get up earlier. And it's a hard solution for a lot of people. So you've got to get up earlier to give yourself this, this uh, private time. And what you've done in this private time is you basically said to the universe that I'm now in control for today. And what I think and what I want and what I intend is now going to happen because I'm in control. It's no longer gonna be random. I'm no, I'm no longer gonna be subject to the randomness of my subconscious. Now, one thing that, you've, that we've not mentioned and I wanna make note of, at no point during the conversation in the, in the last two Fridays and in this Friday, have I mentioned switching on the telly, switching on a mobile phone, going to my devices, checking email, that cannot happen during this magical period. And when you read the books about what makes people successful, some people go three hours before engaging in the electronic world. And I think that's fantastic. And this is really hard for most of you. This is why we're choosing Friday to do these tips because for this weekend, I'd love for you to try this. Now at weekends, most people say, but I've been working all week. Weekends are my favorite time because I, I get to lie in. Do you want success or not? Your life is at stake. You choose. No one's gonna judge you. If you choose to turn over and lie in, don't complain whenever everyone else passes you by and achieves amazing dreams and you don't. 
just be glad for them. You made your choice. But if you really want success in this weekend, you're going to say, you know what, before anybody's awake, I'm going to get up, give yourself an hour if you're brave enough, but at least half an hour. I'm going to do those two techniques. I'm going to take some quiet time, five minutes, 10 minutes, doesn't really matter. There's no law, no judgment. And then I'm going to just have time to myself. Maybe make myself a coffee and just sit with me in a coffee, peacefully and quiet. So to complete my morning period, so after, so I get up and I make a decision, I either shower and go for a walk or I go for a walk, come back and shower. But then I like to go out and have a, a nice long walk with dogs or without dogs. It doesn't matter. I love to go with dogs, but I never go with another human being because another human being cannot resist the temptation to talk. And it frustrates the hell out of me. And I do, I, people say, you know, come for a walk with me and the dog. And I do do that sometimes. And they talk the whole way around and it's, it drives me insane. And so I tried, I, you know, I, I go because I like the people and I love the dogs, but that's not what I'm talking about. This t period of time in the morning is, is, is for perfect peace for you and your subconscious. And so you achieve it by quiet time, ritualistic, calm, present moments in the morning, sitting quietly by yourself, staring at the ocean or staring at a tree or staring at a wall. It doesn't really matter, but you're quiet and you're present and going for a walk, being out in nature and letting your conscious and subconscious connect through nature and then you can start your day and so you make a decision whether that period of of magic time is half an hour an hour or two hours or three hours and just start it once do it this weekend do it saturday and sunday and try to monitor because magic is all about observation and, and continuous improvement so try to monitor how you feel during the day on Saturday and on Sunday compared to how you used to feel on previous Saturdays and Sundays where you didn't give yourself the space of time and the first thing you did was have to jump out of bed and drive the kids to softball practice. Just feel how fantastic you feel, how lighter, how much more in charge, how much more powerful you feel, how happy you are and everyone around will notice and you'll have a much better day because you were sensible enough to give yourself this present time to give your conscious and your subconscious a chance to wrestle together. So I think that's all I was going to say. I actually made myself a note this morning. I said, I was going to say no, no electronics, walk, ritual of tea. <laughs> I actually had notes. <laughs> Amazing. So I hope that's useful. And um, please do try it this weekend. If you've never done it before, please do try it this weekend. And uh, you'll never regret it. There's no such thing as get, get, getting this perfect. It's just about understanding that we've got to separate ourselves from, from the, um, this porridge or the soup that is the totality that we can't understand into this conscious three-dimensional five sensory being that has the potential to be more than three dimensions and more than five senses but not right away you have to this is what this morning process is all about we we find our way to the better places by building these blocks so i hope that's useful and uh, good to see you all um a lot of familiar faces and names here, which I really appreciate from all over the world, which is wonderful. So, you know, for those of you who are in transformation in, you know, or in, and in the guild, you know, you have the email, the direct email for us to connect and talk all the time. You can ask questions about this stuff because I have, I've learned it over 30 years and I, I, I'm self-taught, but it doesn't mean you have to go through 30 years to figure it out. I mean, I figured a lot out by reading biographies of, of, brilliant people who did some of these things, but I, 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 like, I wanted to know why does it work. I typically want to know why it works before I use it. That's just me. Um, you know, so I've learned a lot of stuff uh, that, to help. So if you struggle with any of these little bits, and, or you know, like the voices in the head and all that, when, you, when you're taking quiet time, just send me an email. I, I, I 
answer every single email, although it takes a little while, obviously, to get back to you. But I love do I love this aspect of my life, and I love sharing this knowledge um, because I know what it's done for me, and I know who I would have been if I hadn't have found these, you know, quote unquote secrets to life. Thank you. Have a wonderful Friday wherever you are. And uh, remember always, and I say this always in everything, make a positive difference in someone's life today. And have fun doing it because that uplifts your energy. And then you'll share in all the rewards, magic, spiritual and physical, that come naturally as a result of setting that energy in flow.